On today's episode, we are going to talk about two topics. The first topic I'm going to talk about is just the overall market, and especially in the software working from home, revenue type market, and how many people right now are talking, is this a bubble that's happening? And if it is, why am I still investing in it? So that would be first, that's what I'm going to talk about. And the second thing is there's three companies that I'm going to discuss that just reported earnings this week, and I'm just going to do a quick overview of each company, talking about their balance sheet talking about revenue growth talking about their valuation and their most recent earnings so i hope you guys enjoyed the episode All right, so the three companies I'm gonna talk about are probably companies you guys have heard of. The first one is gonna be Zoom, the second one is gonna be DocuSign, and the third one is gonna be Slack. All who have reported earnings this week and have made some big movements just on this week alone. But before we go any further, guys, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, the thumbs up, and the bell. It helps the small channel out so much, and I truly, truly appreciate the support. If you guys don't know, I pretty much look at a different company every day, and I do a full in-depth analysis where where I don't think anyone is out there doing what I do right now with the amount of information I provide. So if you're here to learn about the stock market, I promise you this is the channel for you. If you guys want to get in contact with me, I'm pretty active in the comments below. I'm also very active on Twitter and I do have a Discord channel, which is free. I know a lot of people charge for it. Mine is free and I have my portfolio in there. I have any all my resources that I use, so feel free to pass by. All the information should be down in the description. Finally, for tomorrow's episode tomorrow i'm gonna talk about some of the companies that are gonna be reporting earnings this week and just some companies i might want to keep an eye on so besides that let's get started with the episode so the first thing i want to talk about is just the overall market especially in the software companies most of all most of these software clouding working from home companies have seen such a huge increase up in stock prices right we talk we're talking about zoom whose stock price has gone up about 40 percent in the past in the past month and if we look at the past day, um, it peaked at 223 after reporting earnings. And after reporting really strong earnings, it dropped down about 7%. Then we have, even from the but for the rest of the week, it's still up 13%. Another one is Slack, which ticker is WORK, W-O-R-K. For the month, it has gone up about 17%. And at its peak, it went up up to 44%. This past, after reporting earnings, this company dropped about 15%. So a lot of people, and, and there's so many numerous numerous examples like this crowdstrike went up to a hundred dollars after earnings and then dropped down to 92 that's over eight percent drop after a huge bullish bullish pull up and a lot of people are talking about this being a cloud bubble and that it's time to get out it's time to get out it's time to short and my answer to this is one First, I only invest in companies I, I, I know, companies I do research on. And I am a long-term investor, right? So my whole point is long-term investments. When I'm looking for investments that will make me 10, five times, 10 baggers in the next five to 10 years, right? So I'm looking for that big money. I'm, I don't really care what the price movement happens over, over a short time span. So for me, knowing that it it helps me invest in companies like this and yes it might be a bubble to some i'm not i'm not a professional i reckon i don't even know if professionals know when a bubble is happening so i don't know how you can trust someone in stock tweets or someone in twitter saying it's a bubble happening but let me tell you from my experience a few things that i've noticed one even if it's a bubble 
it doesn't mean the bubble is going to pop anytime soon. So again, right, it, it, the companies can still continue to go up and up and up and up and up, right? The bubble can just keep growing. It, you, the bubble, if it is a bubble, one does not know when it will pop. The second thing is just the way a bubble pops can be completely different. And to me, there's two methods that I have seen and both ways I, I, I think are, are okay. The first one is an actual pop. When we start seeing a, a price decrease, a big price decrease in all companies, where you start seeing double digit, um, double digit declines, triple digit, um, double digits, like 40, 30% declines in stock prices from their all time highs. The second I see is, I think, and this is the one I, I, I usually see the most, is we see a huge up in price, we see a small pullback, and then after some time, we start to see consolidation as the market continues to pick up and continues to, to meet up with these big jumps. And again, one doesn't know what's gonna happen. And me, for someone that I have a long time frame, I don't really care, right? It, I'm not here trading I'm not here trading for tomorrow. I'm, I don't check my the stock prices on a daily basis. And if I do, it's just for fun. It's not something that will it's not something that would change my overall investing investing mentality, right? I have a plan. I know why I bought into this company. I know I know their balance sheets. I know their revenue growth. I know their free cash flow margins. I know what they do. I know what they sell. I know their customers. So why should a stock price movement affect me when I like the company even even before before the drop? So that's just my overall overview thinking of the overall market. And even if there is a drop, that's okay, right? I'll just pick up more shares as the things continue to go down. The other thing is I am very heavily diversified. In my Discord channel, I have my portfolio. I have over 30, 40, account, uh, portfolio, uh, 30, 40 companies in my portfolio. So even if one company goes down, even if a few companies go down, it's not gonna really affect my account. So to me, it's not something I worry about. And you might be like, hey, Jose, with 40 accounts, if you, you're not really gonna do good, well, all you need is one, is like I said, even though a five, let's say you start off a five, four percent position on your portfolio, and in five years this company has gone up five times, ten times, that adds up. That's that's how you build the portfolio. Again, there's different investment styles, and I'm not going to here to say one or the other investment style is different. I know some people like to only have four to five portfolios, four to five stocks, and that's okay, right? I'm an investor, and I know with my experience, there's so many ways. If you're a trader, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk bad about your trading right I, traders make money investors make money investors that invest in a lot of companies make money investors that only make it that only invest in few companies make money there's so many ways to make money in this market so one thing is to just find out what your type of investment style is and try to master that one because that's what's really gonna help you out and like to to me the biggest thing for me is risk the risk analysis, right? Just how much can I mentally, physically, um, psychologically take of my risk? And I realized I can't do too much. So that's why I have controlled myself and no position of mine will ever, there might be small, but most of my positions will never hold more than a 10% starting capital, right? That company can grow 10 times and, and it will be worth a heavy percent of my portfolio. But when I started that position, the starting capital will never be more than 10% of my portfolio and that's i think like i said everybody should have their own ideas everybody should 
know and master their plans. And one thing I do, I, I, I'm a, even with all the experience I have, I am still a student of the market. I follow, I listen, I look at different investors. I don't listen to them to try to follow them or try to just mimic them. I listen to them to try to understand their mentality, to try to understand what they're teaching, to try to understand their past mistakes. So hopefully in the future, I don't make them. Um, so actually, I think that was a little off the ramp, but I do believe there's a lot of information in what I just said. So I'm going to leave it in this channel. So now let's talk about the three companies I'm going to take a look at. And let's just start off backwards and take a look at their valuation. So like I said, the three companies we're going to take a look at is Zoom. And then we're going to take a look at DocuSign. And then we're going to take a look at Slack. Um, and ticker is CM for Zoom. Ticker for DocuSign is D-O-C-U. And ticker for Slack is W-O-R-K. And the reason I'm telling the ticker is just I do have a podcast and some of my listeners are listening to a podcast and they have come and screamed at me that I do not tell us, uh, I do not mention the, the ticker. So I don't want them coming back and screaming at me anymore. Um, so let's just take a look at valuation. So one simple, just a quick way to look at a company is forward to price, forward price to sales ratio, especially for growth companies. That's a very, very basic method to just take a look at valuation of a company. Obviously, these ratios do not take effect of everything that's going on within the company. So one still needs to have an open mind when looking at these valuations. But let's take a look at Zoom. Zoom for 2022 is expected to make about $2.2 billion. And that gives this company a forward price to sales ratio of 26. All right, so next let's just take, and we're gonna go a little deeper in each of these companies, but right now I just wanna take a look at the valuation from a far, from a far point from the top end. And then when we look at the information, I wanna really see if it's really worth that valuation. Then we're gonna, all right, so next we're gonna take a look at DocuSign. DocuSign has a forward price to sales ratio of 15.15. So DocuSign in theory right now is much cheaper than Zoom. Um, so we're gonna see like, okay, so why would I prefer, and, and in this episode, we're gonna see, why would someone prefer to buy Zoom over DocuSign? And we're, I, I already know some of the reasons, obviously I did. I did an episode on Zoom earlier this week um, and I already know their earnings inside out. But it's still good to just think about this, right? Right now we're like, okay, DocuSign is cheaper. So why would I want to buy Zoom instead of DocuSign? And then the last one we're going to take a look at is Slack. And Slack has a forward price to sales ratio of 16. It's pretty equally priced to DocuSign. So again, it will be like, okay, DocuSign and Slack are kind of similar price. Why would anyone play, pay a premium for Zoom? And right, I don't think one thing you're not going to see me do here is say is definitely give a recommendation or definitely say, hey, do not buy Zoom because it's a bad investment or do not buy Docu. Right. I can be completely wrong. I'm not a professional and none of this as advice. But I think everybody, when you invest in the company, you should understand what you're investing and understand why you are valuing that company at overly, overly valued compared to other companies. So let's start off with Zoom. So Zoom in the past six days, in the past six months has returned about 230%. I actually just take a look at February 20th because that's when pretty much the whole market started tanking and everything. And this company has returned about 100%. If it would have at its peak, it returned about 112%. And in the past five days, it's actually gone up. 
it's gone up 22% and then from its peak, it's actually dropped down 8%. So we can see this company has been going up, uh, going up, but there are some pull downs that have been happening. Um, so let's take a look at their most recent earnings. So really, like I said, it's going to be a quick overview of each company's earnings. The first thing is revenue this quarter grew 169%. Let me repeat that quarter the, the revenue this quarter year to year was up 169 percent and that's one of the reasons many people are paying uh, over we're going to see this is one of the biggest revenue growth any company has ever seen quarter to quarter and this is why some people are paying uh, a paying a premium per, per se for soon the next thing is this the guidance this company gave for 2021 this company gave a guidance of about 1.8 billion dollars originally the guidance expected was supposed to be close to a little bit over 900 billion so this company said ah, 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 we're going to give you double the revenue you guys expected from us for this year so right so um so that's that's pretty strong for a company we're seeing that strong revenue growth and we're strong seeing that strong guidance growth and 169 percent. you might be like hey jose this is probably just a one-time thing is this it, it right i mean why would i pay for a one-time thing and if we take i'm here at this amazing website lazyfa.com which pretty much shows me um past historical revenue growth and i definitely use this website i'm not i don't get paid to use this website it's a, a good friend and the friend i met actually because I, I i i used this website chris he developed it and this is an amazing website pretty cheap 12 dollars a month this is not a paid advertisement i just really think it's amazing for fundamental analysis and for 12 dollars a month i mean it you that's like what two three coffees a, a month just for this this amazing site so revenue growth in 2019 was 88 percent revenue growth in 2018 was 118 percent and revenue growth in 2017 was 149 percent so yes it might be a little bit higher right we saw that 169 percent year-to-year growth but even pre-covid 19 this company was doing strong double digit growth almost and to sometimes triple digit growth now the next thing i want to take a look at is this company's most recent profit margins usually with a when, when you see growth companies like that you expect them to usually have very low profit margins because right now they're growing right now what they're doing is they're trying to grab customers to them and be like hey come we'll be your we'll be your supplier we'll be your supplier and then after they so they have so many sales team they're ha they're spending so much money on marketing right now to just acquire more customers so profit margins are usually pretty on the low end but as revenue continues to grow in theory you should start seeing that profit margin growth and that's exactly what's happening right you can see this profit margins growing quarter by quarter and if we take a look at the last three years you can see right profit margins have been improving and you also see almost a flat line in gross margins and gross margins is sitting right now at 81.5 percent for any company especially a software company you do expect high gross margins but still 81.5 percent is very strong next let's take a look at this company's balance sheet again here in lacy fa i get to see how this company's um, liability distribution is pretty good um so first this company has no current debt and it has only 62 million dollars of non-current debt when this company has cash of 488 million and current investments of 616 million so that's pretty much 
quick cash of about $1.1 billion compared to $62 million in non-current debt. No reason investors are really paying a heavy price for this company. We're seeing strong double-digit growth in revenue. We're seeing an improvement in margins, and we're seeing a super strong balance sheet. This company's most of this balance sheet is deferred revenue. And deferred revenue, if you guys have been watching my channel, I consider this a fake liability. This is money they'll eventually collect. So I, I, I understand why it's in the liability section but at the same time it's like it, it to see this being a huge portion of revenue of of liabilities tells me hey this company's balance sheet if i was to give it a grade it would easily be a or a plus i mean after this company can have can pay off its non-current debt and still have over one billion dollars in cash and that's ridiculous the next thing I wanted to take a look at is just the net cash flow from operations and net cash flow from operations. This is the amount of money it collects after the cash flow movement after um, from its everyday activities. And in theory, what you want is when revenue goes up, you want net cash flow from operations to go up. So in this chart, we can see it. it, it even though it, the numerical value will be different just because of all the expenses, in theory, what you wanted to see is to have the same trend line. And this is exactly what's happening. And look at this quarter. This quarter, this company kept about 80% of its cash flow was from revenue. And I, I, those margins are insane. So, so out of every $100 it made in revenue, $80 stayed in the business. That is insane. And that's something you don't see. And again, this, even though this was a one-time thing, if we do take a look at the annual uh, operating cash flow margins, they are increasing. So like I said, this might be a one-time thing. And I, I, I do, ex I want to see how it goes in future quarters, but I understand what investors are paying that premium for. So now let's take a look at DocuSign. And everybody knows what Zoom does, right? Zoom is just that tele telecommunication where you can do video conferences, and especially with that working from home, it has been amazing during this market. The second one is also similar to it where it's probably doing really good due to the market, it's DocuSign. So DocuSign, most of you have probably done used it without even knowing. Let's say you have a file that you need to sign your e-signature, that's usually dealt by DocuSign. It's, a, a, it's able to sign electronically in a secure matter. And obviously with everything going around, managers working, working from home and employees needing to sign stuff, DocuSign is probably another business doing good. So in the past, in the past, since February 20th, this company has returned about 54% to its investors. Again, it, you can see these stock companies have these, these software working from home companies have done amazing right now. And maybe it might be time to see a small pullback or maybe some consolidation. But to me, I'm not smart enough to know, so I'm still okay investing in them. Right now, I don't think I do have any position any. I think I do have a position in work, um, but that's about it. Um, and recent position after this drop. Um, but I don't think I have a position in Docu or in Zoom. So let's take a look at DocuSign's most recent earnings. Revenue this quarter was up 40%. All right, so it was up 40%. So now that tells me why, why people would pay a little more for Zoom than for DocuSign. Zoom saw 170% growth when DocuSign only saw a 40% growth. Again, right, it, just in perspective of why one company is valued a little bit more. 
for the full year, this company um, sees revenue of about $1.3 billion. And I just want to take a look at their most recent revenue. Their most recent revenue for 2019 was 973 million. So close to a 30, 30, 40% revenue growth. Again, nowhere near the size that freaking that Zoom sees. So again, continue to just see, compare the two between each other and see why one is valued more than the other. So now let's take a look at revenue growth for this company in the past quarters. Actually, let's take a look in the past year. In 2019, it grew about 38%. In 2018, it grew 35%. In 2017, it grew 35%. And you can see, right, this is still a double-digit growing company. This is something you don't see. But when you take a look at companies like Zoom, you'll be like, ah, oh, that's a little bit. But no, I mean, tell me another you don't see big companies going up with these amount of revenue growth so again this is still considered a growth company now i want to take a look at this company's profit margins and quarterly um gross margins gross margins profit margins are a little bit all over the place right there's no real trend i can see and similar with gross margins right where where in theory they are always above 70 percent, so that's good so some years it might be a little bit better this company's gross margins are strong but they they are very fluctuating throughout the court throughout the years and it's the similar taste for profit margins some years it looks like it'll finally be profitable and then things happen there might be an extra expense this company did that drops down but right now there is no real trend that that seems to be showing for this company now let's take a look at this company's most recent balance sheet and first this company has 627 million dollars of non-current debt and has about 20 million of current debt so close to 650 million dollars in debt and this company has cash and cash equivalents of 442 current investments of 315 million so this company has about 750 about a hundred million dollars more in quick cash than that so this company has an okay balance sheet if i was to give it a grade it would be like a c plus b minus type thing it's not as strong as what we saw in zoom but it's still pretty okay right it this company if it used all its money it would have very very little of money compared to to what it has now um so that that gave me that rate of about c plus b minus now let's take a look at this company's up, um, net cash flow from operations again very I, I don't like how there's no real consistency going on uh, some day, some quarters it goes up some quarters it goes down some quarters it goes back up even though probably if we take a look at the annual it looks like there is an uptrend happening and maybe that's what we should take a look at but I still believe the operating cash flow margins for the quarter have seemed to flatline somewhere around 11% margins for the year. So again, I, I can see I, I'm honestly not a huge fan of, of the numbers, but sometimes the numbers only tell you half the story. Um, but in the, right now, it, it, I can understand why more people are paying more for Zoom. So the final company we're going to take a look at is Slack. And Slack was down 14% on Friday. That is after reporting earnings. But if we take a look from February 20th, let's take a look. This company is up about 18%. So it's not as up as much as DocuSign. It's not as up nowhere near the size of Zoom. This is probably the worst investment out of the three. And now let's take a look at their most recent earnings. First, revenue growth was up about 50% year to year. That's actually pretty strong. This uh, Is this one a little more expensive in valuation compared to DocuSign? This one was 16. 
the other one was 15. So yes, it's a little more expensive valued than DocuSign. And to me, it makes sense just right off the bat. The second thing is this company did give guidance for quarter two is expecting about a 40% growth, similar to what it saw this quarter. And for the full year, it's expecting a 36 to 38% revenue growth. And to me, that's still pretty strong, right? It's a lot stronger than what we're seeing in DocuSign, but not as strong as what we're seeing in, in Zoom. So now let's take a look at this company's past revenue growth. In 2019, it grew about 57%. In 2018, it grew about 81%. And in 2017, it grew about 109%. And again, you're starting to see that decrease in revenue growth, but you still see very strong double digits. Um, so to me, I, I'm really liking the work right now um, based on this revenue growth. And we're seeing for next year, it's expected somewhere around 40 to 40%, 44%, which is it's pretty strong. Wait, what was it? Let me go back. About 36 to 38%. So still pretty strong revenue growth. Now let's take a look at this company's gross margins. One thing I do take, I do notice is gross margins do seem to be kind of upticking and it has a gross margins of 84% on the most recent years. And if we take a look at profit margins, it does seem to have a trend up. This most recent year, it probably had some form of expense that it paid off, something new that it bought that dropped down their profit margins a lot. But at the moment, it, this is another company that does not seem it'll be profitable anytime soon. Now let's take a look at this company's liability distribution um, balance sheet. And this company has $809 million of non-current debt and about $30 million of current debt. So about $850 million. This company has $1.2 billion of cash and cash equivalents and $300 million of current investments. So this company has about $1.6 billion in quick cash um, compared to about $800 million in non-current debt. That to me is a very, very strong balance sheet of about, I, wanna, I would give this a grade of about B, B plus more like it. It's not a strong assume but it's not as weak as DocuSign so I can see why this one is a little more expensive than DocuSign but still cheaper than Zoom finally the company's operating cash flow I'm not a fan this company in the past years has yet to provide positive net cash flow from operations but they do seem to be increasing um, each year and if we take a look in the most two recent quarters it actually did provide a positive um, net cash flow from operations and it does seem to be following the uptrend of revenue, um, but at the moment it's still pretty weak and I'm not a huge fan of that. So that's it guys. Like I said, this was a quick overview and you might be like, Jose, if this was a quick overview, what is a full depth analysis of when you talk about a company? And that's what I do in this channel, right? It's I, I don't believe any other channel is showing the amount of information that I do or going in depth. And that's okay, right? Certain, it's okay. I mean, there's different types of investors. Certain investors just like to follow, just like to take a quick look at, at a company and that's fine. I want to do a true research on the company, take a look at their numbers, take a look at what they do, take a look at their customers, take a look at their competitors. And then after I do all that hard work, then I decide if I buy. And again, sometimes I'm going to be wrong. Sometimes I'm going to be right, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the times I'm going to be right. I'm going to be really, really right. And the times I'm wrong, it won't be that bad. It won't be that bad. And those are just my hopes, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, make sure to hit the thumbs up, subscribe and hit the bell. It helps the small channel out so much. Let me know in the comments. Are you guys in any of these companies? Are you in DocuSign? Are you in Zoom? Are you in Slack? 
Take care, guys, again, and see you next time.